Welcome to Bottled Soccer Talk. This is bottle number 43. I'm Nestor, joined here by Henry G. And we're two guys, two mics, two pints. A couple of blokes, a couple of jokes, and uh, can't find a third word that rhymes with that, but next <laughs> next week. <laughs> next week, we'll, we'll add more lines, more bars. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Doing good, man. Uh, obviously, a lot of football going on between cup matches, league, Champions League. Um, yeah we love it though we love it and it's episode 43 so we're gonna stick to the Premier League and we're gonna focus on leads with Matthias Klitsch uh, the Polish midfielder uh, who wears number 43 for Leeds uh, one of the best sides I've seen promote and play in the Prem and hang with the big boys and they're coming off of a great win against my team City uh, which I have to say I'm not exa- ex- entirely sad about because that's a good team fun team to watch but yeah, yeah, that's one that you can't like. They're not enough of a threat to, to beat to, for you to be upset to lose to. Right. And at the same time, you know they're they're a likable team, with Bielsa and exactly. other players. They don't really have too many pricks on their team. No, they, they yeah they're an honest bunch and yeah number forty three goes out to him. Matthias Kalich. Yep. All right, not bad. Um, shit. Should we start with the, uh, with the big boy, the Clasico? Yeah, man. I think that's what everybody wants to hear. Uh, obviously, you're happy. Um, oh, big win. Uh, probably the biggest momentum swing in all top five leagues based on one game, in my opinion. Uh, I think so. It's, I, yeah, it's crazy. I always felt like it was it was the match that's going to decide the the La Liga. It it brought Real Madrid to on par with uh, Atletico Madrid on the day. Yeah. And Cariago Aspas. We're watching uh, Salta Vigo and Sevilla in the background. And yeah. Aspas, man, he's got little man syndrome, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's always heated at something, dude. Yeah, he's like, like, you have to give him every touch foul. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Real Madrid became on par with Atletico Madrid on points that day. And if Barcelona would have won, they would have actually gone ahead of Atletico. Yeah, given the results. G- yeah. Um, and. and Atletico ended up drawing with Betis. Right, the following day. Thank, thank you very much, Real Betis, El Ingeniero. Yeah, wow, that was a good match. Draw. Yeah, that was a good match, by the way. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like that was that was going to be the game that decides it. And uh, Atletico Madrid still have to play Barcelona. Yeah. You know the the winner uh, or loser still has to keep going. But Real Madrid also have a tough match against uh, Sevilla, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's not going to be a, a team that's going to exactly roll over. Uh, we've seen them before. They've they've given Madrid good matches uh, mm-hmm. every year, really. But this year, they they're got a decent team. low-key in the hunt, too. Yeah. They're, I don't know if they're on par with those teams, but they a couple of bad results for the big boys and a few good results for Sevilla and they're right in the thick of things as well. They're they're right there biting at everyone's ankles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would take a, a massive drop off from the top 3, but yeah. the fact that they're in the conversation is is a good sign for them, you know. I think we probably had them up there to be fair, but uh a lot of teams that we thought were would be up there aren't there and they're one of the few teams that actually lived up to the hype and uh stay up there at least in the conversation, which to them means a lot, I'd say. Yeah. Now, now on the actual match of Madrid versus Barcelona, man, um, I think everyone felt all the players themselves felt that it was an important match, uh, and obviously they're they're both challenging for the title at this point. Um, and Barcelona dominated possession, but 
Madrid were still able to control the game. The, yeah. They, the tempo was all Real Madrid. And, uh, you know, they, they were so clinical with the, with their with their uh, counters and, and build-up of play. It wasn't straight-up hoof the ball and, and counter. It was very well-built, short passing, and everyone yeah. everyone was on point. They knew what was at stake. Mm-hmm. And uh, Barcelona, just they're not clinical, man. Yeah. They need a proper number nine, first of all. But just... I mean, can we talk about the uh, the first goal? Yeah, the first Madrid goal. Yeah, that was a wow. really nice goal. Uh, I think Valverde was the main culprit in in that success. Mm-hmm. Uh, the surging run he made. Yeah, Very... I love watching it back because he gets the ball deep in his own half mm-hmm. and then just puts his head up and kind of like had an idea of what he wanted to do. Very Yaya Toure esque, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just the type of run it was. Right. He wasn't dribbling past people, even though he. He got past the uh, uh, Jordi Alba gamble. Yeah. But it was just more of like a powerful, just streaking run with the ball. Yeah. It wasn't anything flamboyant. It was very direct. And I think his, his biggest attribute is being able to change direction while going that fast. And yeah, that's that's on full stride. On full stride. And, and, and being able to hold the ball uh, for the perfect amount of time to give it to a wide open Lucas Vazquez. Yeah. And, and Vazquez also with the perfect delivery to uh Benz who took advantage of a somewhat sleeping uh Ronald Araujo. Yeah. But that finish, man. Yeah, such a nice finish, you know, a, a clinical finish with, with total intention too. It wasn't mm-hmm. no lucky shit, you know. Yeah, running running away from the goal, heel. Sir Stegen didn't see it coming, reacted a little too late and um yeah. that's all she wrote. 1 to 0, about 15 minutes in or so. Right, it was a quick, quick goal. Uh, like you said, man, came on the counter. Oh, there you go, Aspas. Nice, huh? Um, but yeah, man, I, I thought the first half entirely, almost entirely. There were moments where Barca did create. Don't get me wrong, but I think you know, by mm-hmm. and large, it was all Madrid. And yeah, you know, I, I, I think back to after the Tony Cross free kick, which by the way, you know, was it was a uh, direct free kick, right? It was probably going to be on target, but takes a deflection off Sergio Des. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of questions on, on whether or not that was even a foul on Vinicius. Okay. I'll say it is because for me, if it wasn't a direct foul, at the very least, it was obstruction, right? Uh, they call it, and yeah, Tony Cruz, man, when he steps up to a free kick, you know there's going to be a threat at the very least. And I think that was a very important goal because you're up 2-0 now. And it's all about managing the result at that point. Yeah, and, and Barcelona, to their credit, you know, the second half, they came out harder and and made made it an issue, but uh, at that point, you know, shortly after Madrid have a chance for a third. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I it think, was it was actually going to be three to zero in the first half. Yeah, it was like the thirtieth minute uh, or so. Valverde uh, hit the post. Yeah, yeah, and then and then there was like a couple of uh, offsides call, a couple of uh, missed dribbles by bands or or shots that were a little wide and stuff. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, I feel like Barcelona were fortunate to to not get more scored, but at the same time, we also there were there was a few chances that Barcelona could have had that that didn't go their way as well. Yeah, totally. So two to one, fair result. Um, I, Real Madrid first half, and probably the second half of the second half was for Bar- Barcelona. Madrid's yeah. problem right now is that they're gassing. Yeah. And I mean, how many games is that back to back against top opposition? Atletico last week mm-hmm. or the week before, um, Barcelona the week after, 
Champions League, you know, it's it's taking a toll. There's a ton of injuries. Yeah. Today's game was also like an indicator. They they were gassed, man. Yeah. And that, and that was the problem. Lack of them. depth too, you know, like two, uh, you know, some major players out right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But they're they're figuring out how to how to control the midfield. Yeah. Uh, Modric is ageless, uh, but that's not always going to last, and and we we need to figure out how how to manage the the stamina. Good thing Champions League isn't for another two weeks. Yeah, there's yeah. a nice little break on that. I mean, I don't know if, if you're Madrid, do you take your foot off the gas in the league and start rotating the squad to keep the legs fresh? Or Can't you, afford it. <laughs> yeah, or, or do you continue playing it. the players you have and risk injury as well? Yeah. It's, and, it's a and tricky game. You yeah. have a few players. Well, Lucas Vasquez picked up an injury uh, against uh, Barcelona. Yeah. So he's going to be out for the rest of the season, it looks like. Um, Valverde is, is playing injured. Um, so yeah, yeah. And hopefully not. It doesn't look too serious with him, uh, but you know, just like a walk it off type thing. Yeah, like but yeah. You knock. can't. But Real Madrid can't afford to. Well, yeah, we can't afford to, to play a B team. You know, it's not like, uh, like Manchester City situation where they're able to put even a C team, against uh, Leeds and be okay with a loss. Yeah, yeah. A loss is the worst thing right now. Yeah, yeah. In the case in La Liga right now, there's there's no room for dropping points because teams will make you pay. Well, specifically Barca or or Atletico, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, is this Messi's last Clásico? I think not. You think I, he's gonna stay? I I feel like I feel like it more and more that he's gonna stay, and I I feel like a lot of people tell me as well that I talked to that are fans of the club or, or just fans of La Liga, that if, if he wanted to leave, he would have left by now. And he, well, he, he did want to leave. Yeah, yeah, he did want to leave. But the fact that he didn't take it to court kind of goes to show that he's not fully convinced that his future is outside of Barcelona. That being said, though, um, I don't know if it's wise for himself or his career, but I will say after that match... I mean, it doesn't take one match for me to think this, but it kind of sealed the deal that I don't know if I'd want him in a city kit as that's a team that he's been rumored to a lot. It was raining and he was shivering, man. Like, <laughs> if he can't deal with rain in Madrid, uh, what makes you think he's going to be able to deal with, you know, a tough rainy night in Burnley? Uh, or Boxing Day. Yeah, you know, it's like much <laughs> colder, much more aggressive too. I That was a very telling tale for me, but... I think, yeah, I'm starting to think Messi will stay, man, um, for a few reasons. I think Ronaldo will leave Juve, and I think the other team that can afford Messi is going to go after Ronaldo, and that's PSG. And as for City, I think Haaland is the main guy that they're going to try to target. And it just doesn't leave any room for Messi, I feel. And I don't know if he has the legs to even be in the pep system anymore. So I, I'd say, yeah, stays with Barcelona, finishes it off, and eventually goes to, I don't know, MLS maybe. Yeah, I would hate to see that. <laughs> Honestly, man. Yeah, it would be kind of annoying, but I know Barca fans are loving that probably. Yeah, well, they have nothing else to hold on to. Yeah, that's 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 the only reason why they're Barcelona fans. Him and Jordi Alba and Busquets are are the last men standing. Man, I was watching this video last night before going to bed. Uh this uh it's titled Is there a point to pressing uh Sergio Busquets? And he's so he's so saucy with it. Yeah. Slow as hell, but smooth, like a, like a nice tequila. Yeah, yeah, he's, 
he's so smooth and decisive and has has an idea of what he's going to do like five seconds before it's done, I feel. And uh, that's why he's made a career in the league. He's not... <laughs> If you were to see that guy out in public, you'd think he's just maybe like a professor or something. Yeah, but the dude's so good. And yeah, pressing him is almost obsolete uh, considering how well he is with the ball in tight spaces, how well he can shield the ball, and honestly, how well he can also, uh, you know, use the refs too in his benefit, you know, kind of fall over. Yeah, he's got that. He's got that uh, long tooth. Um, Which is something I also wanted to talk about, about uh, Real Madrid. How that midfield is, I hate to say this, and this is obviously an exaggeration. This is me being a fan. But also, there, there's some basis there is how press-resistant they are. Yeah. Liverpool couldn't find success. Barcelona wasn't finding success until they got tired. Yeah. Um, and that was more like a defensive thing. Um, but right now, that whole thing, the, the main... The trend in, in uh, tactics in football is the pressing. Yeah. So I don't know if there's a system that, that's going to counter it, but players, like individually, um, more unique players are going to need to be kind of the, the ace in the hole for, for that kind of system, that kind of tactic to work against. And yeah. right now, a lot of players are very, very rigid in the way that they're playing tactically. That's why players like Jack Grealish, uh, Neymar, for example, yeah, stand out because they're they're a lot more free and they're a lot more uh, creative in their in their in their playing. Yeah, Pulisic. You, you think Pulisic uh, fits the mold? Oh, I I think he's a a player that that is most comfortable being pressed. Uh, like he can get past players. I think if you sit back and try to make him make the decision making and try to wriggle through players, he gets too lost in his head. But like uh, we've seen, you know, pressing isn't exactly the the best tactic against certain teams. Even Byron tried to press the hell out of PSG and got, you know, mm-hmm. bit in the ass. And I think teams like PSG and Real Madrid specifically, they can benefit off that. Um, we've seen the long balls that Kroos is able to play to Vinicius, who's probably the, playing his best football ball. ever. Yeah. yeah, it's like some people like to shit on that like oh they're just hoofing the ball up but that's i think that's the best tactic against the press but it's funny cuz that's not that, that what cross did for vinicius last week that's the antithesis of hoofing the ball up well i mean it's it's the same thing i feel but it's just coming from a guy who knows exactly where he wants to put it hoofing it, the ball up is is giving is launching it into open space and having a guy race towards it this was very direct and on on point. I think it was just more accurate, but it's it's mm-hmm. not too different well, the, yeah. to me. It's it is and it isn't. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not building up possession and trying to find angles. It's not Premier City. League two thousand three basically. Yeah. No, no, it's because the thing is, yeah. hoofing the ball, West Brom could do it. Obviously, Real Madrid is in West Brom. They're just doing a, a much more eloquent version, a much more refined version of with that. with better players. That's that's all it really is. The the guy who's picking the pass and the guy who's making a run are better than. Uh, Robert Snodgrass and um, I don't know uh, Jay Ajayi you know it's a lot so the the success rate is going to be better but I think uh, they're not the only team to do this Liverpool when you know they were at their peak were you know notorious for that long ball to Mane side pass to uh, to Salah and it's over and I feel like that's that's the best way to break down the press it's not the only way but um, it's the most direct way and I think um, Real Madrid are suited for that. They always have been. They're never going to be the club to, uh, you know, uh, pass the ball around and get like 70 or 60% possession. Um, well, um, 
and they didn't do that against Barcelona. I, I don't know if clubs necessarily have an identity, and that that was one of my points today. Was do clubs have an identity? Like we always make fun of uh, of Tottenham, for example, for for being serial losers or serial non-winners, I should say, mm-hmm. and uh, Atletico for having the reputation of bottling the league, which they're currently doing right now. Well, they're still in first. Yeah, that's to be fair. They're they're on route to doing. But it. The, from the lead that they had, it should not be occurring. Do clubs have an identity? Like Barcelona, we we associate them with tiki taka, mm-hmm. short passing, lots of possession, um, and uh, and pressing. Uh, we we associate, uh, for example, Atletico right now with with ultra de- defense. Yeah, historically too. Do do clubs historically have an identity? Yeah, yeah, I, I do you think, think so? so. Yeah, and it begins with the manager. You, you think there's like some supernatural power? No, I think when when you're alluding to bottling, I think that's that's just the way things go sometimes. Now, does it happen to some teams more often than others? Sure. You know, you look at the Chicago Cubs in the MLB; they couldn't win a World Series for ages until they finally broke the curse that they supposedly had. I think that's that's bollocks to me. That's just luck. It's just fate. It's the way it happened. But identities, it's a coincidence. Yeah, identities do exist, and it begins with the manager. And you mentioned a few teams. Simeone has been there for ages. Guardiola has been there almost six years now with City and has really implemented an identity to that team, something that they didn't have when Pellegrini was there, or Mancini for that matter. So it does exist. I think the identity tactically can exist, but in terms of superstitious you know, uh, entities and, and Tottenham forever being a bottling team, no, I don't think that's true, and I don't think it will be true. And you know, starting with when they get a, a, a maybe a different manager, and hopefully even a new ownership, which I don't think that's will happen. not going to happen. Yeah, but it starts with them, man. Um, and you know, some some clubs like will create their own identities, like Dortmund as well, who are a selling club. That's their identity. When it comes to tactic, ident- tactical identity, obviously, they're kind of all over the shop, but. Um, you know, yeah, I do believe in identities, and I believe that does start with the manager more than anything. So the so that Atletico is bottling again. Yeah, is that down to Simeone? Uh, no, because he's won he's won the title before. So I think if we're gonna like, but elude- they've been in good positions very recent and still found a way to lose. Yeah, and 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 to be fair to them, they've never had the same resources that as. You know Barcelona or Real Madrid, for that matter. Um, I don't know, man. When, that when may be a cheap excuse. But, it is. Uh, I think it is. If I know you're not a fan, well, you're like a halfway fan for them. But I know that when you're spending 120 million for a young player, you can't really use that as, as an excuse. That's like the only example you can name in the last decade. I don't know. They're stacked. They're they're, they're a deep team. And it's mostly from the academy, and it's players that aren't world renowned. Really, they they make the players. They, the players don't make them. They don't buy the best signings from the Premier League like Madrid did or like Barcelona did when they got Suarez or Coutinho. That's not them. It's never been them, and I don't think it'll ever be. I think this is the first instance where they had so much money that they've made from so many players over the years and decided right then we're going to spend it and go for the, the, the golden boy in Europe. And it's actually kind of blowing up in their face because he's not, he's not fitting into the squad, and we've touched on that previously. But many I str- times, yeah. I, I struggle to call Atleti bottlers when they're working with the resources they're working with. Now, if you have the, the, the facilities and the money that City have, PSG have, Barca, Madrid, Bayern, and you're, you're losing serially the way they do, 
Then well, I think it's time to yeah have that. Conversation. I, I think it's bottling when you're up uh, two to zero against Juventus. When you're up, uh, when you're the leader of the league by how many points was it? An eight or nine, ten? I think at one point it was thirteen by games in hand. Yeah, with games in hand, I, that's bottling. I, I don't. You're right. That's they don't. Just, that's just one they don't instance, historically so. have the resources. That's a. Bottle. I'm, yeah, yeah, but you know, everybody and like has I said, a the bottle. Juventus Liber- thing. Liverpool bottled the, the the league one year, and Pellegrini lapped it up, won his first title. I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and call Liverpool a bottling team, and they have more instances of bottles. Well, the one league title in 30 years that should tell you something. Well, that's yeah, that's. But they also have much more European trophies than any other team in England. So I mean, it's like, it's give or take. I think, um, you know, Spurs are probably the biggest bottling team in in England. And they have a lot of resources, maybe not as much as City, Chelsea, and, and these other teams. Right? Liverpool, but, yeah. Um, but I think there's a reason why Spurs are a bottling team. They they just they're enough to be in the combo always, but not enough to be stable for a whole season. Do they not believe in themselves? Is that it? I I really I really wouldn't know what to tell you, man. I I believed them the most when they had Pochettino and and Harry Kane was in his prime. And uh, even though Harry Kane is playing great right now, too, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, he's player but, of the year right now. Yeah, as it stands. And um, But, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, the whole bottling identity thing, it exists with some clubs, but I struggle to just, you know, stick that tag on them when they're at least routinely finishing. Oh, wow, what a goal. Uh, routinely finishing in, at the top level. I mean, this year they're not, but... Uh, you know. It's tough um, because you know when we when we talk about like bottling and oh uh, X manager did this and and Y manager is doing this now. Well, the situation does change. It's not like things uh, it's not like things are fixed and it's always constant. You know what I mean? So uh, to to say that and, I, and I'm not gonna shit on Pochettino for example, or I'm not gonna say that they were better or worse. At the moment, even though they're finishing in a pretty similar position, but you know Chelsea of that time and Manchester City of that time and Liverpool of, of those years were a lot different than they were today and last year. Yeah. Um. Uh. And and Atletico too. They they were, well, Atletico was special. in was it 2013 season? 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah. That they won it. Mm-hmm. Um. Because that that was still a, a Barcelona. Was Pep still there? Uh, I think that he might have been his last left. year, or I maybe I, I forget. That feels like so long ago. But that was still a strong team, is what I'm trying to get at. Well, that that was a strong era for La Liga in general. Mm-hmm. Like that was like the peak of the you know Madrid and Barcelona empire, mm-hmm. and you know the fact that Atletico's in the conversation now makes a lot more sense. So now they really are bottling it this season because this is their best chance they've had in a decade, you could say. Um. And I, to be fair, I, I mean, not to toot my own horn, I predicted them to win this year because I felt it was their best chance. Both teams weakened. Um, you know, mostly for age reasons with Madrid and Barcelona, they lost one of their best players. Probably one of their best strikers all time. All time even, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, man, I, I think if, if yeah, it's going to be a bottle job if Atletico loses it. I just struggle to give that their identity, you know. Because how many years in the last decade have they been expected to win the league? year in year out you know i think this is the first time in that we can confidently say they're actually a for sure title contender and i mean like oh, you know top that they yeah, have I a chance like to they, actually be number one 
I feel like they've been a title contender more than a few times in the last 10 years. You know, but against Madrid and Barcelona, when they had like the best players in the world, I think that it was never going to be a competition. The fact they got it that one year was super yeah, that, impressive. Yeah, that was impressive. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even want to call it an outlier. I don't think it's fair to say it. I wouldn't say it was quite but a are surprise they, like Leicester. But, but are they worse? Near. Are they worse off? Oh, that was no, was nowhere near Leicester. But it's it's not too far though. I mean, like in terms of the uh, you know, was that, it fifty thousand to one odds? Yeah, no, it's not. It's not <laughs> fifty thousand to one. No, certainly not. But I'm saying like forty-seven, forty-eight. Like if 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 Atletico win the league, it's it it it'd be like Leicester winning it because, you know, in the Premier League, it's always City, Chelsea. And United, City, Chelsea, United, Liverpool, City. You know, it's just like those guys. But the the Premier League's more competitive. Uh, it's just you look at the league title, much like Italy, it hasn't been outside of Madrid or Barcelona for the longest. So it kind of feels like that when Atleti win a title, a league title, I should say. It's like, damn, they shouldn't be here, you know. But uh, I don't know. It's impressive, and I don't know. I when I think of identities, I I usually look at it tactically. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, I will say though, identities. Any this is probably splitting hairs, but just because you're a possession based team doesn't mean you play identically to how City or Bayern play. Everybody has their own take on a on a specific tactic they employ, and to whatever strength the players that they have. You know, not yeah. every team has a Joao Cancelo. I feel know? like uh yeah, I feel like um there are certain teams that they live and die by a certain. Um, certain uh, philosophy. Uh, Barcelona with the whole total football, Johan Cruyff, uh, possession-based football with, with short passing. Yeah. Them and Ajax, of course, they're, they're very married to the principles that Johan Cruyff brought to those clubs. Um, so those teams are always going to have that sort of thing. You know, Barcelona's obsessed with La Masia, uh, even though they spend a ton of money. Um and there's not, there's not, yeah, there's not very many clubs that you can say tactically have a certain sort of uh, ethos. Nah, it's been so long, you know. Like, uh, you change managers, you change identity. You see how quick Chelsea changed from Lampard to Tuchel, and now they're a different team, a different team completely. So, I, like I said, the manager has a big uh, imp- implementation on that, and how long he can stay there too, you know. Yeah, I felt like Conte should have. Had a lot more time at Chelsea. I thought they would have done more, you know, greater things instead of all the managers they've had since him. There's a lot of managers that unfortunately got sacked too soon. That maybe could have, you know, really created an identity for a club. Because Barcelona will forever be seen as a tiki taka side, a possession based side. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you mentioned that because on the like on the notes that I have here, um, I have I have this note of well, it starts with Arteta. But it's it's are we like are are we too used right now to to seeing a manager get sacked uh, based on a few bad results based on a less than impressive season um, and and I believe so I, I believe like you said uh, uh, like Conte for example I've seen we've seen too many managers yeah. I mean, look at Conte, bro. He's about to bring Inter their first title in God knows how many years. And I feel like it's being a little understated. Yeah, yeah, it is. 
It is, it is. I think the biggest telling thing is well, that Juventus have dropped this Ju- far too. Ju- Juventus, well, they've, they've suffered for bad investment, but the, again, that that's diminishing what Inter is do- doing. Right. Because they're, they're more or less dominant in the, in the in their league right now. Um, but Juventus has gotten nine straight? Scudetto? Yeah, yeah, that's that's my point. Like, this is the first year that, that Juve aren't really making noise like that. And, uh, I mean, new manager, new players, older players. I mean, I'm not saying Ronaldo's the sole cause because obviously he's their leading scorer. But I think I still think there's players that can do, outside of the goal scoring, the complete job instead of him. Sometimes sometimes there's a, a addition by subtraction. Yeah. And uh, a player like Ronaldo, who's going to obviously demand a high fee, uh, gets he does get butts in seats, but... Sometimes you'll benefit from the sale of a certain player or, you know, getting them off your books so you can bring in different players. Yeah, man. And from the reports, a lot of the people at the club and in, in the circle are not too happy with him. And they believe that he's kind of like toxic to the team. And uh, I mean, I wouldn't doubt well, I don't. It. I don't know. I've, I've read that, but I don't know if they mean like personally. Oh, I, I mean, just mean like just what what his being there means for the club itself. Well, yeah, it's you're paying a lot of money for a guy. Oh, that was a nice Damn, goal. What a, was that, Brian Mendes? What a dinker. Yeah, it is Brian Mendes. Oh, Bryce Mendes. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, no, I I've heard that Allegri before leaving his his job told Pirlo, look, whatever you do, get rid of Ronaldo. He's you know he's he's ruining this club type shit like that. I'm like fuck, you know. That's that's kind of messed up, but you know his mannerisms, Ronaldo's mannerisms have never really made me think that he's a great teammate. I feel like he's well. I think a those reports, you know, yeah, I think those reports are are just more more in terms of um, financial stuff. Well, yeah, he's he's not worth the money. I think uh, that's interesting. You could look at the goals, and that that's cool. You know, just because. Well, isn't that what we judge off a lot of players off of? I mean, I. I mean, this is why I've always thought Messi's better than Ronaldo because goals are one thing, but can you implement your teammates into plays like the way Chiesa is on that team? Well, I they're think different. Chiesa, well, we got we also have to remember they're different players. Yeah, and I think his stats are, are very inflated, by the way. But Ooh, you know, that's that's interesting. You know, that's he's not dropping five on Valladolid. Nah, not I don't know, not anymore. Uh, but I mean. It's interesting to think that, uh, you know, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Kind of focused on Ronaldo, but Juve dropped off a lot Yeah, yeah ever since a... he's gotten there. And Inter have, have managed to to do well. But I, I don't I don't give Inter, like, super credit. I mean, they're up now, but for much of the season, they weren't. You know, they started a bit slow, despite having one of the higher squad budgets outside of Juve. Let's not forget, they got Lukaku, Lautaro, Erickson, Sanchez, a, a bunch of players that they paid top dollar for. In terms, Ash, of, in terms Ashley, of wage, uh, Ashley uh, Jones, Ashley Young, yeah, Ashley Young, yeah, yeah. Uh, Who's you Ashley know, Jones? Uh, damn, that's a good question. Someone's Ashley Jones. Yeah, anyway, that's, um, that's yeah. Sounds like a familiar. Uh, Ashley Young, yeah, that's his name. Um, they got a good team, but I think they they should have been competing for a title for a few years now with the talent they have, the names on paper. But contest that for sure elevated them to that level, you know, and he really seems to care for the team and motivate them. That's the important part. Yeah, I rather kill him if he doesn't give everything to the club. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, man, it's interesting. 
Yeah. Um, I, and, I mean, as far as uh, Arteta goes, are we being too easy on him? Uh, well, like you're, you're mentioning that, like, uh, about the uh, the sackings. I think this year it's, like, damn, like, criminally low, like, as opposed to previous seasons. And, and that's because of COVID, uh, certainly. But Budgets and shit. Yeah, but, you know, in Arteta's case, man, like, I'm glad that Arsenal hasn't overreacted. And I think they're going to give him a little bit more time than Unai Emery based on the fact that not only he's a former player, but he has experience in the Premier League coaching, albeit as an assistant. And when everything is going good, his tactics seem to work. Even when they lose sometimes, they actually create a lot. They can use uh, maybe, you know, some some better players up front, maybe uh, tweak around that midfield. I don't think Ceballos will be there much longer. But I, I see a, a really good project there to sack Arteta it would be a mistake, you know. It'd be repeating the the process and expecting another manager to come fix the pro the broken problem that already exists. Um, I'll, I'll for sure give him one more season, and I think by next season he should have his you know certainly better. I I can't see it getting any worse. Yeah, that specifically um, has, does have a process. He does have there's steps that are being taken. Now, as a fan or even as a board member, results do matter. But I mean, what did what did would have anybody projected Arsenal to do this season? Yeah, I think we all. I actually did. I I did have them finishing in the Champions League spot. Did you? I that was me. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, at least Europa top five. I I mean I was enamored with. Oh what, yeah, because of the whole like FA Cup. Yeah, and shit yeah. I was enamored with what he was doing, and Aubameyang was actually playing. In a, to yeah, his level. To his level, yeah. And now he's not terrible, but he's just not the, the guy who they thought he would be. And I think that you know that's something they're gonna have to look into. But uh, yeah, man, they they definitely did underperform to where I had them finishing. One day we need to do that. We need to just sit back and listen to that pod. I mean, we need to look that up and see what pod it was. But I want to <laughs> see what what I picked for the positionings and how bad I was. Yeah, I think it was like week eight or nine or something like that. Yeah. Um. I mean, I did get the. Premier League champions, correct? At least <laughs> Premier League champions elect, as they say in England. But uh, and hopefully my Atleti prediction goes through. And uh, yeah, top bins, top bins, mate. Yeah, that's. I also had Chelsea would, finishing much higher. You went out on a limb there, huh? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Arsenal. I. I mean, yeah, we could have predicted this and that, but realistically. Uh, like looking back, it's like okay, maybe we were a little too ahead of ourselves based on an FA Cup win. We were um, thinking best case scenario, and I think it was yeah. a feel good story. You know, former player coming back to yeah. his old club. You know, just... yeah, it's not like we predicted them to be winners or for sure top three or anything like nah, that. I mean, um, maybe I did. I had, like I said, I have to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, we we were pretty enamored with them. I'm not gonna lie, and I know I'm downplaying it right now. Yeah, and that's just me fucking covering my ass. Yeah, because I'm human. Yeah, Fuck, I'm not. I'm not completely objective. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I I feel like, and we also have to mention that that you know Sir Alex Ferguson very famously benefited from the benefit of the doubt, who managed Manchester United. I want to say for two seasons before things really started. Working in his favor. Yeah, even winning. for Pep, man. First season, uh, you know, he did bad. I mean, bad by our standards. Third place, but, you know, that's, that's uh, not... Ima- imagine saying that. I know, but, like, it's because, like, it, it ended on such a sour note for Pellegrini getting displaced by Pep, and it's like, okay, we, we got 
we got rid of Pellegrini, who's such a great guy, a nice guy, just to finish at the same place and overpaying Pep. And there was a lot of doubts on him. I was doubting him too for some moments, but um, you know, the second season he blew us away, and ever since then, we I think City fans know better than to doubt him. Although you know, sometimes things can get frustrating, but. Yeah, man, I think I'd hate for Arsenal to make that mistake. And imagine if City said, man, Pep, you know, we didn't win shit this season. We didn't win one trophy, which, you know, for most clubs is, can, can be common. But for City is not what they're used to. And imagine they would have sacked them and gone for somebody else. I think you do need to give managers the benefit, man. Um, it's the, it's only the right thing to do. It's like it's like if they hire you at, at a new job and they only give you three months to do a years of accomplishment. So you got to wow them in those three months. And if you don't, you're out. They're going to bring in another guy. He can't do it. Nobody can do it. You're just wasting time there, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, Arteta in. Um, yeah, me too. Take it to the bookies. Yeah, Gunners, yeah. Yeah, and you know, let's not forget, man. He started the season with a lot of dead wood. Ozil's not there anymore. You know, all, there's like certain instances. Mustafi had to leave. There, I think sure. next season will be a lot better. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also have to remember certain players didn't pan out when they were false uh, advertising, like Danny Ceballos. Yep. You yep. know, he played really good in the FA Cup and uh, towards the end of last season. Um, but they've also had a few good players come out. Uh, uh, Nicola Pepe has has risen, has played a lot better than Bukayo he did. Saka, player of the season for me. For for Arsenal? Yeah. Sure. Uh, Emil Smith Rowe. Yeah, another another, another good prospect. Yeah. Uh, Kieran Tierney, who was out for, uh, was he out for a while? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a while, but he he's been out. He's probably gonna continue to be out for a few more weeks. I don't know the severity of the injury, but mm-hmm. you notice his absence. He's that's another guy who is you know one of the best in the league in his position. Yeah, and then obviously uh, Obama Yang has fallen off a cliff. Yeah, and what's interesting is that. Lacazette has kind of improved slightly. A little he's, bit. He's, he's still not lighting it on fire, but he's, he's nice. He's scored more, but he's not playing better. It's hard for me to accept that he's playing better. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I know. You, I know. Well, it's like, oh, well, striker's job is to score, isn't it? Yeah, I get it. But what what Obama Yang was doing for the team last season is way more important than what Lacazette's been doing this season. And Lacazette's missed some sitters, too. Yeah, but I don't think Lacazette was ever expected to be as good as Aubameyang. I don't know, man. He was highly touted coming out of France. Yeah. And it's but... been like four or five seasons now, and he still, for me, hasn't lived up to whatever. He's a, he's a good striker, but I felt that he the move that he made from France was way too late. Like, dude, he, he was killing it since 2014, 13. Like, he should have really just had joined yeah. a, a bigger club yeah, sooner. But he, he got there like in like in 2016 didn't he at arsenal 15 six he's been there for a good while man Nah, it can't be man really? i don't know i i could have swore he joined maybe like 2018 maybe tripping though i don't know because yeah. you know that was really Giroud's team for the longest and then can't really remember much else yeah i feel like he's been there for such a long time yeah and he joined in uh in 2017. Oh, 17, okay. Yeah, so the 17-18 season. But yeah, he I mean, he was he was hot in France, man. Yeah. He was like yeah. the biggest name and I was like, damn, this this guy must be good. Yeah, I mean, I wanted City City to go in for him in like 2014 when we had like settled that Wilfred Boney isn't the guy, so I was like, fuck oh, Wilfred Lacazette. Yeah. 
And, I mean, I guess now I'm kind of happy we didn't, but uh, he's not a terrible player. Who knows, though? If he would have gone at that time, it might have developed differently. Well, that's the problem, I think, when you stay too long in a league that's not at your level. I think that that always exists. Like, and I feel like like uh, Memphis Depay is getting that sort of. Oh yeah, he's gonna love. he's gonna become Dude. stagnant there, man. He's gonna well, he's not impressive there. First of all, I mean maybe to some people he's like okay, but, but he's not like the player of the league even. You know. But let's say yeah, let's say Ronald Koeman gets his wish and gets Memphis Depay. That's that's another Coutinho. And uh, Griezmann, to a lesser extent, type of signing. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, Barca need to stop going for these kids and just use your academy or go for youngsters within your own league like they did with Pedri. And I think that's the way you stop, stop spending like 60-odd million on a player who is good somewhere else and expect them to do the same, you know, at Barca. But Barca are an interesting team, man. I can't wait to see how they rebrand and... They're yeah, they're 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 definitely <laughs> unique in in the sense that they're super successful and still doing well. Yeah, they never die. Yeah, it feels like it. it like the way we around. talked about them this whole season, you would think that they're like a eighth place team. Yeah, but they're right in the fucking thick of things. Yeah, they're a title. They're a legitimate title contender. And if they go on another run, like they were on. Well, I don't know, man. They they were undefeated until Papa came to town. Oh, come on. And I, I didn't want to talk about this, but the officiating, man. And I, I won't talk about it. It's better we don't because no, well, it's, it's, it's done already. It's done. But I did feel that the officiating did slightly favor Madrid. And in other circumstances, could have affected the scoreline. And I, I do want to say that I felt Barca was closer than we were giving them credit, by the way. It was hitting post those few times. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Messi got a Messi did almost score an Olympico. Ah, oh, that would have been sick. That would that would have been super lucky too though. But um, yeah, man. Uh, fair play. I I think uh, Real Madrid have the easier matches, so they should probably kill it off, man. In terms of Atletico, I can't really trust those guys, especially with Luis Suarez being out for another two weeks at least. They're saying they're playing this weekend. I believe so. Yeah. I don't think it's a great team. It might be like a bar or something. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like when we bring up officiating, there, there's calls that don't go. I mean, if you look at every single call that the ref makes, let's say he calls, I don't know, 18, 20 fouls a game. Yeah. If we look at every single one, the ref is bright maybe on a good day, 75, 80%. No, so we're absolutely. a lot of the time we're stuck debating on that twenty percent, and sometimes they go they can go either way. And yeah, and that's the point. Like when it goes in one way more often than the other team's way, it does become apparent to either the neutral or even the fans of the clubs. I did feel that there were some instances where calls that were given to Madrid weren't given to Barca. And there, there's a few non calls though, as well. Yeah, but. You know, if, if it's not called, it's not called. You can live with that better than a call being made that affects the scoreline down the line. Like I'm saying, the Vinicius foul, was it a foul? There's a lot of questions, question marks about that, whatever it was called. But there are some, also some 50-50 calls that they didn't make in favor of Messi or, or other players that got fouled. I mean, there's a lot of instances we could point to, right? But Yeah, uh, I mean, I, there's, there's always, there's always non-calls, like the one against Messi and then the one that led directly to the Real Madrid. 
that's, that's a yeah, long that's, call. That's the one. So I mean, when you when you say, well, we can't debate that. I think we can. Because I I could easily say that the Vinicius one was very similar to Messi's. Like in terms of like, could it have been called? I wouldn't have been exactly mad if that wasn't called. I mean, if you're not calling the Messi one, but yeah, I mean, and then we're yeah, and then we get into the uh, into the discussion of fairness. Yeah, that's and what it comes down to. Consistency and it and it's tough for someone that's well one a person and also we we also have to consider their viewpoint we also have to consider like the one with messi he has a heavy touch right against yeah. uh i want to say casemiro or militao yeah whoever yeah. it doesn't matter he has a heavy touch so whatever contact he gets he's gonna embellish for sure yeah mm-hmm. it happens all the time it mm-hmm. gets called a lot of time it in does the get called the attacker. Yeah. and then that's what i'm just saying like but you I, give that for Vinicius. i, I think that's also another thing that i wanted to talk about is that Right now in football, um, players, refs are are only calling when players go down. Well, we can go back to, I want to say about a month ago, maybe even more, that Phil Foden play against, um, I want to say Southampton. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Southampton, where he they fouled him in the box, but he decided to to stay up and run for the play. Yeah. And they didn't call the penalty when it was clearly a fucking penalty. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um if he goes down and stays down play axe, that's a penalty, right? You you really don't know because for example, Ferland Mendy pushes Braithwaite on the edge of the box and he falls over and it still isn't called. Is it really a push? I would love to pull that up right now and just be like, "Hey Siri." I mean, it's 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 like it's one of those things that if a ref calls it, he has every right to call it because it's not a football play. Yeah. But I mean, like I'm saying, like that's just me trying to be like play devil's advocate, right? There's also the foul on Usman Dembele in the box. I'm just like, yo, if if you're calling Vinicius foul, like, but you know, fair play. I just that's why I have to, I struggle, I struggle to say that Real Madrid deservedly got the scoreline. But based off the first half and the players that got injured, more importantly, Vasquez, Valverde, I'm like, you know what? It's a fair result, given everything that happened. But, yeah, man, um, we'll see what happens these next eight games, is it, for both, for all three clubs. It's gonna, this is going to be the best La Liga finish in forever, man. I can't remember. Yeah, not, and, yeah I, was, I was very excited for that match. Um, glad we got out of the way, man. That's a double over Barcelona and shit. Can't say too much more about that. First time in since 2013. Uh, it's been a while. I think seven, eight seasons or something like yeah, that. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Thirteen years or so. Yeah, and Messi hasn't scored in the Clasico since Ronaldo left. That's interesting man. too. That yeah. rivalry, man. I don't know if there's ever going to be anything like it. And they, and they never even like expressed disdain or any like had any foul words towards each other. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I mean, that was totally fucking fan manufactured. Yeah, the media loves that. And I would have loved for either one to say, "Yeah, he's kind of a cunt." I don't. To, I'm, I'm gonna. I want to outscore him. Yeah, I. It's just it's per, it's the perfect storm because it's not only you could sometimes debate players just just cause because they're both really good, but they also happen to play for like the teams with the most historic rivalry in, in football. So you add that to the equation, it's always gonna happen. Uh, I feel like. You know, people do that with KDB and Bruno Fernandez too, because the fact that one's a United player, one's a City player. When in reality, we could just enjoy both. But yeah, man, um, nothing will match those days, man. I'll be telling my kids about that. It'll be my Maradona, my Maradona Pele stories that maybe our elders tell us. But yeah, yeah, man, uh, 
it's going to be a great ending to La Liga. I, I can promise that. Yeah. Um, so, in other news, PSG wins the tie <laughs> against Bayern Munich. Yeah. And I say wins the tie, but they really just won the first match by... Enough by, goals, yeah. By enough goals since they were visiting. Yeah. Um... Do you think that Bayern Munich with Goretzka, Nabry, and Lewandowski wins or, or moves on? Um, I I will say both teams were missing players, you know, but the importance of the players Bayern was missing I think doesn't compare to Icardi and uh, Marquinhos in the second leg. I think uh, yeah, Bayern and PSG, lest we forget, they. Put up a really good show in the Champions League. They're not as distant as, as it may seem. But I, I do believe that Bayern have dropped the level this season. Um, yeah. Let's not forget. I mean, I think they might be still leading their league, but not by much. And for much of the season, Leipzig was giving uh, most of the league the work. So I think um, I struggle to say that for sure Bayern wins, but it for sure it will be a lot more competitive. You know, 50-50 balls where uh, Chupo Moting wasn't able to finish exactly. I'm sure... Um, uh, Lewandowski would have done something. Uh, Nabry not being there forces Sané to play in a position that he's not entirely comfortable in. So yeah, the, all those things matter, right? But Sané is so nice. Like he's yeah, and he's, he's able to dribble past his man fairly easily. Yeah, but his decision making is still a little that, bit. That poor. final ball always. And there was I think two instances in the last two three minutes. Yeah. Like he could have made a better decision, and the game. And we're talking about a whole different situation for, well, for Manchester City now. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I found it. I was scratching my head. I was like, "What is this guy thinking?" Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, I mean, you know, in the first leg, Neymar didn't play, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh no. So like. Oh I, wait, I feel... wait. Yeah, he did. Or oh, he did. He did. Remember, he gave the ball to Mbappe, and Mbappe scored. Oh, right, right. Yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it would have made a difference. I still think PSG with Neymar are just... Because let's not forget, Neymar you know, could have made a few of them that he missed. But even though he didn't get his goal, man, one, one of my favorite performances I've seen from him as of late. Every time he had the ball, He's he, was, so doing, nice, he was doing something with it. It's like, he reminds me of Ronaldinho with the trickery he has. Obviously in a different capacity because he's a little quicker, a little bit more mobile. He presses more too. He presses more. He's just... He does more off the ball stuff. Yeah. But, uh, man, he he was on a, a man on a mission. Totally, totally. Didn't score. I don't even think he assisted. Well, no, obviously not. He didn't assist. Yeah, but... Man of the match for sure. Yeah. But uh, Lucas Hernandez, man. That was quite the little battle there. I thought he was uh I thought he was one of the better players for uh for Bayern yesterday. Yeah. He's okay. He's, he's a good okay. player. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a good player in the, in a relatively mediocre back line and with an aging Boateng, uh uh obviously Alaba who's seen his better days and Sule who's still trying to find the form he had before his injury. So he does shine in that back line, but that's a big area where Bayern are going to need to improve, but thankfully they, they already bought a center back from uh, the next best team in Germany, so they should be fine. Uh, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they'll probably improve next season in that uh, department. And with, uh, who is it, Nagelsman, that's probably going to take over that team. They'll be back. They'll... How do you feel about that, by the way? Uh, I, I don't know if I asked you about that. Yeah, you did, yeah. But I like Nagelsman, but I wanted him to come to the Premier League. Uh, you know, that was actually my candidate that I wanted to go to to uh, Chelsea. But, you know, obviously Tuchel took the job, and he's not a bad shot. But I think... Um, from Nagelsmann's perspective, it's a great job. It's a great gig, man. The best, the best job in Germany. You know, as a German, you know, you're gonna be happy with that. And the style of play that he employs is really, really interesting. It's very similar to Pep, but it has its own take on it. You know, it's a, he has his own style, and he's he's done it at numerous different teams now, and and he's shown that it works. So I could only imagine with players. With the talent he'll have at Bayern, man, it's going to be very fun and very scary for other teams who have to face them regularly. So, yeah, good move for him, good move for Bayern. Obviously, I don't really like Bayern, so it's like, you know, fuck. But, yeah, I mean, a smart move. I, I was hoping it didn't happen, but anything that isn't within German boundaries that is really, really good, Bayern are going to get. No, <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's up to the manager too to sign that to dot that sign that dotted line, though. Man. Yeah, money talks, man. Money talks, and and I'm sure there's plenty of zeros at the end of that. But fair play, good good on him, and I hope he does bits, you know. And I hope uh, it's a short stint, and he goes somewhere else after. Probably not. Well, I mean, Hansi Flick wasn't there very long. Yeah. But then he got the Germany. Well, it's rumored that he's getting the Germany job. Yeah, he no, I'm pretty sure he will. People love him because he got all those trophies, man. State of Germany. The, the sex tuple. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, PSG moves on on a win, draw, and loss. Altogether, they won, lost, and drew at the same time. Yeah. The Juventus special. Um. How do you see the uh, the PSG City match playing out? Um, wow, it's a very good game. Like it's hard to to pick one side over the other. Obviously, I'm I'm gonna root for my team, but uh, just the thought of having to to mark uh, Mbappe and Neymar is is terrorizing for any defense or terrifying, I should say. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> If I could speak with my heart, I have a city going through. But if I speak with like my mind and and with you know a clear mind, I I think it could go either way. It's really. tough because uh, Di Maria is also there, and he's yeah. We, we forget how good he is. He's good, but I think he's a lot more manageable than than those two guys, man. Um, you know, the key will be for City not to play a high line, make the same mistake Bayern did, and if you do. Make sure you offside trap them properly, you know, make their runs, you know, difficult. But uh, it's going to be a shootout, and I think uh, it's very scary. I think the style of play that PSG employ benefits them and is going to complicate things for City because they're a counterattacking team more, more than anything, I feel. You know, they have moments where they can pass the ball around, but against a high press like City, I don't see them doing that. I, I see them trying to absorb our pressure and releasing through Neymar, Mbappe, Di Maria, uh, but yeah, man, we'll we'll see. I mean, I, it's gonna be. In a I'm few interested weeks. in what City or I'm sorry, PSG can do against De Bruyne. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I defensively, PSG isn't a side that scares me so much. I think offensively is what really worries me, and I, that's what 
City are going to have to work on is really punishing that defense, even though they're not playing with a nine currently. Um, it hasn't really been an issue, but it's going to be interesting to see how they tackle that problem there. Oh, for sure. Um, so you're taking City to go through? Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be a, a smashing or anything. It's going to be very close. Obviously, I, I can give you a better prediction in two weeks' time. <laughs> no, yeah, seriously, injuries happen. Oh, yeah, that's uh, things true. Things like yeah, that. But like, yeah. right now, as of now, yeah, I feel like City have a good Wouldn't chance. Wouldn't it be some bullshit if... Well, I don't even want to speak it, so never mind. Just uh, Like you said, injuries. Oh, like, well, yeah, yeah. league matches and shit like that. Yeah, like, like... I think PSG's still fighting for the league, and City's more or less clinched the title. Yeah. When I say more or less, they very much have their... Congratulations to Leo, by the way, for being this far and staying at the top of the table for this long. I feel like you, you mentioned Inter Milan and how they you, you feel like their praises are a bit unsung. I think the, the most underrated team in Europe is Lille. And, uh, you know, the mission they've made this season. Absolutely spectacular. Not one player on that team stands out in terms of, oh, he's a, a superstar, you know? Um. Obviously, Yilmaz is there, uh, Tim Weah, uh, Jonathan David, one probably one of the best attackers ever for Canada. It's a fun team to watch, and I'm so happy for them. Honestly, so, so happy for a team not named PSG to win the title, or Monaco for that matter. Sure. Um, or Marseille or Lyon. It's been a while for them, too. but More recent. Yeah, definitely more, much more recent. Um... I guess we have our, our semifinals for Champions League defined. We have, we just talked about PSG facing Manchester City. And now we have Real Madrid facing Chelsea. Chelsea had a, they also lost against Porto. They lost 1-0 against Porto. They won 2-0 in the, in the first leg. Yeah. Lost 1-0 in the second one. Porto made it hard, man. Yeah. Yeah. They were struggling with the Porto's, uh, Physicality, yeah, and a lot of players from Chelsea just were, were shut out due to that fact. Someone that did not get shut out, and we can't fail to mention Puligod, Christian oh, yeah. Pulisic. He had a good game. I mean, uh, it didn't amount to anything, but you know, it's like he didn't get his goal. But if you watch the game, you're like, okay, he played well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Didn't reflect and that, and that's stats. why we and that's why we watch football. Yeah, for stats. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we, we watch for the for the for the game, and. But the man, like Ronaldo I said, got twenty one goals this season, right? Who Ronaldo? Uh, Gotnaldo? Yeah. Well, that's his job. He's a great player, right? Well, yeah, that's his job. Ten penalties, fucking hell. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Pulisic, what a game! Uh, fouled eleven times. His ankles must be, you know, looking blue, like his kit. And well, <laughs> tell you what, man, with the cross, the chain hanging after the game, man of the match. Uh, him and Neymar both got man of the match despite losing 1-0. Just goat things. What can I say? Well, how can you have two simultaneous goats? Oh, well, he's the U.S. goat, and then he's going to go down as Brazil's goat for me. Ah, just kidding. Nah, that's that's El Fenomeno. Damn. Well, he, Woo! Right? Or, oh, you're Ronaldinho for you? Uh, no, I'm not mad at uh, Fenomeno. Oh, yeah, no, that's has to be. I, I, there's just a lot of people that would say Pele. Uh, I, I don't agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I that's, like Pele. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, I I, I can respect what he's done, but yeah, no. Uh, 
There, there's been a lot more other players. That dude is counting goals from his little cascarita. I, I know, dude. <laughs> yeah. Nah, like, but, every day it's more goals. He's like, wait, I scored against my neighbor 107 yeah. times. But, you know, Mount had a pretty quiet game, though. I will say I, I was kind That's of That's a hoping. generous way to say that he didn't do shit. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't terrible, though. Like, at the same token, he wasn't great. He wasn't terrible. Um, I just feel that, you know, looking forward to that Real Madrid-Chelsea tie, I think both sides are underestimating each other. You get the Chelsea fans that are going to be like, oh, it's Madrid. We got Madrid. Shit, Madrid on a down year? All right, all right. Yeah, yeah I said this last week. Uh, I don't understand the, the, the whole excitedness that, that Chelsea have. And then at the same token, I feel like Real Madrid fans are like, oh, it's Chelsea, bro. Look where they're at. They're what, fifth in the league right now. I, I see I see uh, Chelsea as being very winnable but they're they're not like an easy they're not an easy team to play the, just given what they have in terms of and a better manager now too yeah than before yeah yeah um, not than Zidane right is Tuchel better than Zidane I can't really tell <laughs> I mean as uh, soon as I see Zidane go to another club I'll be able to give you a better answer that's a good point fair point but who can say they won three, you know, back to back like that? Two title, two league titles, three Champions League. Yeah, that's a pretty good track record. But it's at Madrid, you know. You're expected sure. to sure. every year. Ah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, that's the that's the milestone for Madrid. I mean, the moment that Real Madrid's aspirations become making Champions League is the moment that uh that we've fallen very far. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't think anyone, I don't think Real Madrid or Chelsea should be happy at the draw. I just think that to say that Real Madrid is is a piece of cake or something, I don't know. I would be more worried if I was a Chelsea fan than I am as a Real Madrid fan about Chelsea. I I just think they they Chelsea fans and maybe even the team they're going home right the bus back to the facilities. They pop in City versus Madrid 2020. Pop that in. Oh, word. City did that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I know that was a year ago, but... Oh, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. argue Madrid was even better back then. But uh, it's going to be a hell of a draw. And by the way, Harold, come on, Chelsea. Vamos. <laughs> Blue uh. stay together, man. But... I mean, you know, Real Madrid just has their way in this tournament, man. That's why you can never count them out. I don't care how many players there that are injured. Yeah, and well, and we've been playing good. That's the main thing. I, the The fact that Real Madrid's playing better than they were a year ago, to me, says a whole lot more. Yeah, yeah. Um. And and by then we'll have we'll have recovered and and had some players back in the squad, um, to give us a little more depth and, and inshallah yeah and, yeah exactly, and uh, to uh, be less tired as well. We won't have played fucking five matches in ten days or whatever it's been. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they can get some kind of PEDs or something, you know, into worked into the hey. cycle, you know, just so to, to cover those miles. Some EPO. Yeah. Yeah. That's always a good thing. Fucking turkey calling a damn goal. Vamos. Rakatic. El 10, el propio 10. 
el mejor, el mejor croata en la liga. Yeah, um, so yeah, man, uh, is it too early to, to say who's going to be in the final then? I... We got our, fi- our semifinalists. Ah, uh, I say it's too early, man. Too early? If I had to get a preliminary... Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. I, I just don't feel... I don't like doing that because I'm just counting my eggs before they had to. You know? <laughs> oh, okay, so City versus... Yeah, yeah, it would have to be City versus Chelsea. Ooh, oh, I would hate that. I would hate that. Se quedan en Inglaterra. Yeah, and then the narrative would be... Uh, Spain is a farmer's Spain, league. blah, 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 and... and oh. I don't know, man. No, honestly, bro. I, when last year we were doing the very opposite. Both of these draws are close, man. Like it can go either way. I'll say that. I'm, if if I say one's gonna beat the other, I'm kind of taking the piss because I can't say it with full belief, in truth. But obviously, I have my my preconceived notions and my biases, and uh, you know, obviously, I would love to have an American in in the final, let alone two. Even though Zach Steffen. Probably oh, doesn't see okay, a, a blade yeah. of grass, but yeah. Um, but yeah, vamos Christian Pulisic. <laughs> man, if he were to have a belter against Madrid, what would that do for his stock? Everything, man. Yeah, you know how fucking American it's like when fans... a bummy ass boxer fights like Canelo or something. Like his stock went up a little bit, especially if he's able to go the full twelve. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, you know, U.S. fans, man, you guys make mountains out of molehills. Mason, Mount, Mount, Mount. You guys, oh man, imagine if Mount was an American. Oh my God. I, you know, it's interesting. I, I think Gio Reyna is not far off from what Mount is. Obviously, different style player, but. He's saucier. <sighs> love, love me some Gio Reyna. He's just still very raw, very young. Um, yeah, man, but I can't wait. Gonna be some great draws. We'll have probably more accurate analysis once the week comes. It's still quite a while. Two weeks from now, yeah. Yeah, 14 days. Well. Oh, yeah, we won't. Next week is going to be the last time we'll be able to talk about it before it happens. Right. But yeah, we'll talk about it then. But anyway, um, anything else that we need to get off our chest before we get into the review? No, no. I think uh, we, we covered everything so far so good. All right, so let's get into the um, hmm, champions. No, not champions, English. All right, so Premier League action. We have oh fuck you, ESPN. Don't do this to me right now. All right, uh, Premier League this past uh, Friday, starting on the ninth, Fulham facing Wolves. Whoa, man. Yeah, I feel bad for Fulham. I feel bad for Fulham, but they they're we we keep talking about how good they play. But we never talk about how much they win because they don't do it very often. Yeah, and, at least uh, not as of late. They were yeah. on a nice run and then they just kind of cooled off. Uh, yeah, man, they kind of suck. And uh, with them losing and West Brom keeps winning, what's are are they down? I mean, there's eight games left for sure, but or nine. I think eight. There's not a whole lot of room yeah. for error at this point. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm i finding it very hard to see Fulham win. As much as I want to see it, uh, I, I find it very hard because they're just not able to finish, man. They're not able to... It, it's always one thing or another. It's always they're creating really well and they're just not finishing or they're... 
not creating at all and they're they happen to be clinical with the few chances that they have so it's it's tough to see and then anthony robinson's fallen off a bit this season i think he his success was their main thing was a lot of his create creation was coming from that left side yeah and now i feel like he's one of their last bright spots though truthfully he's created a lot of chances yeah he has but he he's fallen off a bit and i don't even know if he was starting this last match yeah, he did. He had a hell of a shot against them, and he almost scored he on his weak foot. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember clearly, uh, and he was getting some good crosses in. I just think the whole team as a whole is not that great. I think he's probably one of their best players. Oh, he did start, yeah. Um, but, I, you know, that's just a team that's recently promoted, and they're showing it. And, uh, I mean, it's, you know, uh, up front they don't have too much. Uh, I feel that that's an area they could improve in. And defensively, they're not that great either but you know this game could have been a draw you know if not for a kind of lucky strike by Traore who gets his first goal of the season you know other than that man I thought they played well but you know fair play to Wolves they probably needed to you know because they're not exactly lighting it up this season that's yeah that's true as well they, they, they've taken a step back um and it just so happens that Pedro Nieto Oh, yeah, yeah, he got injured. He has got injured, uh, so he's going to be out for six months, is it? Six months, yeah, going to need a knee operation for his patella. Patella. Well, good thing it's not an ACL, so yeah, he won't lose a step there. Fuck, man, that's, I feel like, I don't know if I'd rather get an ACL injury or a patella injury, though, because... That's the kneecap? Yeah, the kneecap, like, that's, oh, that's scary, bro, like, that's a, such a sensitive spot. Like I hate to dislocate my kneecap. Like that just sounds very painful. I know, yeah. That does, oh, man. Because you know how you can kind of move it around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's a little extended, so yeah. you can kind of fuck around with it, and then for it to, ah, <laughs> damn. Yeah, I I've been blessed, and although recently, blessed. yeah, I was gonna say that I have never had a knee injury, but yeah? recently never ever had a knee injury, not even like a sprain or anything really. I mean, I've had, like, contusions, like, where I, I bump knees with somebody, you know. That's pretty common in, in basketball. But just recently, I started to feel, like, a kind of, like, a tightness on my on my tendon. I'm like, fuck, so this is what players rip and stuff. Like, damn, that must hurt, you know. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, speedy recovery to him. One of my favorite left-footers in the Prem. Yeah, he's nice, man. Yeah. Sucks that he's going to miss the Euros. He's no Foden, but damn near. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's one of those players that would have like an amazing season out of nowhere and then become like another Hazard or something. Obviously, they don't play the same thing, but yeah. Ah, fucking Hazard, man. But he wasn't like highly, like super highly touted like someone like Foden or Holland. But anyway, um, I do 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 want to funnel with Foden, man. Bootleg as Bruno Fernandes. Oh, you're talking about Bryce? Yeah. Dude, he's he's low-key nice, man. I just feel that. You know, if you're at Santa Vigo, you're never going to get eyeballs, you know. Mm. It's like playing for the fucking Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, but anyway, uh, Wolves beat Fulham 1-0. Come on, big Wolves. Big win for Wolves. And the next match, Manchester City hosting Leeds. Man. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. It's like Leeds have uh, Manchester City's number or something. I mean, they drew with us, right? The first yeah. time? Yeah. Yeah. It was a tough match, though. Yeah, you know, I, I feel that um, they do they do play us well. But, um, you know, this match, I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't get up to watch it because it was at 4.30. Mm-hmm. No way in hell. But, uh, <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, credit to them. They they implemented the counter very well against City and made us pay, you know. And those three points mean a lot more to them currently than it does to us. So uh, uh, Pep rotated the squad, started a lot of the B team members, Ake. And, you know, I, I thought they, they did well enough to, to hang in the game, but, you know, uh, Leeds was more clinical, and that's what it comes down to. Um, you know, you look at the stats, City dominated possession. Wow, what a goal. Yeah, what uh, a bottle by by the defense, though. Papu, que, que jugadorazo, eh? Papu. Um, but, yes, you know, City had more shots, more, more possession. <laughs> Leeds literally had two shots all game, and from those two shots, they punished us. But like I said, I, I don't mind losing to Leeds. I love Bielsa, and I hope they uh, they do good things this season. Which they are, you know. They're on the top half of the table, or mid-table, basically. They're, like I said, the chaotic neutral. Yeah. 49 goals against, 49 goals in favor. 14 wins. 14 losses, 3 draws. I don't know. Can't get any. Can't, so, get any. can't get more symmetrical than that. that that's so crazy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, crazy. And anyway, uh, moving on from that, uh, Liverpool uh, oh, beats strike, Aston Villa man. two to one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, goals by Mohamed Salah and Trent Arnold in the dying minutes of the game, by the way. And they <laughs> and they and they. Uh, Happened to scratch a win off of Aston Villa, who's been not oh. really at their best lately. Oh, yeah. Ever since Grealish left, man, they've just not been the same. That's just clear as day, man. That's the most important player to their team but after at, Harry Kane. They're, they're still at a plus 10 goal differential. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. I think the problem with them is, you know, they, they lo- they're losing that midfield battle a lot more now because they don't have a guy who can just rush into the final third and you know McGinn is good but you know what 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 goes on after that Ross Barkley is really I feel like he's most effective when Grealish is on the pitch too and you know much like uh Pogba he needs Bruno to unlock him and I feel like that's Grealish for for the villains but um yeah fair play to Liverpool um it must feel nice for them to win after getting smacked against Liverpool I mean against uh, Madrid I should say <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and also it's a little bit of a revenge from the seven to two uh, ass whooping that they received early in the season. Yeah, man, for real. I love that. Mm, so moving on from that, uh, Crystal Palace faces Chelsea. Two Chelsea. London. Uh, is that a London derby? Do they consider that? It's probably not a derby, but two London sides for sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, Chelsea does the business four yeah. to one. I can't remember if I picked Chelsea in this one. I'm sure I did, right? Yeah. Hopefully, had I did. to, had to. Otherwise, I sound like a right knob. Yeah, Pulisic, Pulisic gets his brace, and uh, I've been saying I think every time, uh, uh, you know, Tuchel has played Pulisic and instead of Werner, I feel like better things are happening. Uh, but you know, obviously, oh shoot, yeah, Ducati. yeah, oh, oh, we got blood here. Damn. Yeah. Uh. But you know, good result for Chelsea. Kind of expected. Damn. Caught an elbow to the face, yeah. son. Former City player Fernando caught him there. Bam. Oh yeah, remember Fernando and Fernando. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Good times. Um. Four to one. Bollocking. Yeah. Chelsea playing to their level finally. Yeah, man. Uh, honestly, like it's not too common they score four goals these days. 
I don't remember the last time they did. Yeah, it's been a while. And uh, Crystal Palace, man. I, I don't know, man. I, 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 for the longest time, I thought they were like this borderline <laughs> uh, d- demotion sort of team. Relegation zone. Ray but, Hodgson the GOAT. Yeah, but they're comfortably still in the league. Yeah. Roy Hodgson the GOAT. That's so weird. Because they suck. Wilfred Zaha the GOAT. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm just kidding, man. Uh, they got a decent team, you know. Eberiche Ezi. A few other players. I mean, Benteke's kind of hit a slight revival, too. You know, obviously he's not crazy good, but damn near. <laughs> um, yeah, good, you know. They have had a good season considering everything they have. I think if they get a proper manager, and they could do the goods. So moving on from that, uh, Burnley hosting Newcastle. Newcastle notches their is it is that two wins in a row? Yes, sir. I believe so. Two to one. Say Maximine, man. What a celebration. I think that guy's going to be like our next Mares where he's he's playing for a shit team. Whoa. And obviously he did that season with Leicester and Sheesh. you don't really know about him too much. He's not super well known. Ooh. But say Maximine. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh Mares is clear though. Well, yeah, you yeah, know, I'm not yeah, I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying like a like a type of player where you're not really too yeah. He's not really too well known and you're not very familiar with him, but all of a sudden, man, he can be a world beater on any given night. And I feel like St. Maximin is close to making that sort of jump. And he's... I think I think he warrants a big move. Maybe not to like the stratosphere of where Liverpool, Manchester United, City are, but... Yeah, like a West Ham. Like a, yeah, like a West Ham or... Uh, Southampton. Everton. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Everton. Everton's a good shot. I think... I think he's better than Newcastle. Yeah, for sure, man. He's a good player. One of my favorite wingers to watch ever since he arrived from Nice. He first captivated me with his Gucci headband. He's, then oh. he captivated me with his insane skill moves. Then he captivated me with his dance celebrations. One of my favorite players in the league. He's I, Nice. Yeah, he's Nice, man. He's Nice. He's a good player. He looks like a fun time too, you know. Like he's a Oh, he's like a Ronaldinho type player. Like in terms of like when he's on the pitch, he's happy, he's smiling, doesn't take it too serious. So yeah. Um. Yeah. So moving on from that, uh, West Ham United hosting Leicester. That was a great game for West Ham. Shootout. Yeah. Three to two. Yeah, you know it's crazy because West Ham was leading three 0 and you know they were doing the goods, and then Leicester just happened to score two via. The only guy who seems to know how to score for that team lately, Kalechi, Ihenacho. Um, what's What's concerning for West Ham is yes, they got the win, but that's two matches now where they're up three to zero and gets they allow little, yeah. get, gets a little shaky there. Yeah, they yeah. drew with Arsenal, and now with uh, Leicester, they let them back into the match. Give granted, it was, you know, at the stoppage time, but still. Yeah. I want to yeah. see that shit. Yeah, it is a bit sus. And that's their, one of their weaknesses is their defense. Ogbon is a bit old and Issa Diop is a bit inexperienced. Maybe that's an area they can improve next season. I don't know. Maybe go after a center back somewhere. They're, they're, they're everywhere, man. You just got to look. You yeah. Know? 
Uh, yeah, and a team like West Ham, you're not, you know, they're not going to demand a huge uh, transfer fee. Um, but the I guess the bigger story is Jesse Lingard, man. Yeah, what a revival! A brace is that eight goals in nine matches? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, doing well for himself. Seventy three minutes per con- goal contribution, so either a goal or an assist every seventy three minutes. Stupid ass rumors coming out. That Chelsea, Real Madrid, and who else? Um, yeah, I've seen a, a load of, of rumors. A bunch you know, of rumors were teams Arsenal. Are... Like it's just, are, you know, there's a lot of teams that could use them. Um, but man, uh, I don't know, man. It like it just feels weird that he was at United. Why, why couldn't he be implemented? I don't know. Was it because of his past reputation or what? But he's proven that he's not, he's still a good player and he can be effective even for a top four team. I'll say. I think he he just really wanted to be a ten. When, yeah, that and, and United also don't need that. The competition he has at United is tough. Like Marshall, Rashford, Marshall, Rashford, Bruno, Greenwood, even Pogba. Like, yeah, it's like he's not a winger, for sure. He can play wing though, the same he, way Grealish can play, but that's not his out and out position. I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't he's versatile. Really... He's versatile. I will say that. Who Grealish or or uh, Lingard? Lingard, yeah. Oh, man, I I, I oh. hesitate to even say that. Just because he's a former United player, I get it, or still current, I should say. But. Yeah, but I don't I don't think he's all that versatile. He needs to have the ball to do anything. But I feel like he can finish pretty well. He can finish really like, he well. He can play as an yeah. emergency nine if needed. Yeah, yeah, and, for sure. You know, I feel like he can play wide. He has pace on him. He's not slow, but yeah, but. Uh... I don't know. Wow. Yeah, but um, you know, good result for the Hammers. They're they're continuing to. That guy's Chilean, right? Ah, he looks like he is, but I have no clue, man. Look, Chile's dead. Chile's dead. Vidal's gone. Sanchez is on his way out. After yeah. that, I can't name many players to you, honestly, at all, bro. Yeah, same. <laughs> Get him in there. Yeah. Oh, even he's kind of like. Oh, dude, he's out. yeah, he's a fossil. Vargas. Not that oh, good. Oh, dude, I remember that guy. He, I think he's playing in Liga Mekis now, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Tigres, I think. Uh, but, he thought he was all sexy with his neck tats. Fresh. I mean, um, oh. yeah, but anyways, good result there. Moving on to a more uh, climactic match. Tottenham versus Man United. Former United boss uh, Mourinho gets his salad tossed. <laughs> and, well, God, man, that guy's cringe. Great result for United. Um, obviously, there's a lot of controversy uh, there with some of the calls, and more specifically with Son going down from a hand that McTominay delivered to his uh, face. And yeah, man, a good result for United. Obviously, uh, it's nice to see Greenwood score again and feel like it feels like it's been a while since he has. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, it has been. A while. I th- I think he has maybe two or three league goals this season. It's not. He hasn't been super effective. Um, but he's had. I know problems. I don't know if that's an excuse though, man. You're a footballer, man. Just play. Yeah. Uh, I know that's harsh. That's I know that's harsh, but that's that's sports, man. Fuck it. That's what I. I mean, the son's a great player, but it does go down a bit easy. And sometimes he's the type of dude to deliver hits as well. He's a big bloke. Should we even give that attention right now? The whole controversy with uh, Solskjaer and uh, Mourinho talking? 
shit. Yeah, that was uh, pretty funny to me. So basically, the comment that Sulkster made was that if if Sun was his son, funny enough, I wouldn't give him food today if he's falling over and needs all his teammates to lift him up. And Mourinho took offense to that for some reason. He, he tried to take a humanitarian stance and say, I, I'll never go out without feeding my son, no matter if he's good or bad. Like, bro, like, you're taking things, like, way too literal, one. And, like, first of all, you know... Well, I mean, Solskjaer's analogy was stupid, too, though. It's not... It's a weird metaphor, but why are you, why are you so wrapped up in that instead of the fact that your team just got walloped 3-1, to one, you know? Like, worry about your tactics, worry about what you're doing. Cause it was you're... probably a question that was posed in the presser, too. I like, actually watched I watched Solskjaer. the presser, and, and he he was just asked about what he thought about the incident, and he immediately focused on Sulkshire's comments. Like, you don't have to acknowledge it just because that was said. I mean, <laughs> I know you, know you want... know Mourinho, man. I know, I know. And that's... He loves to have a word. And I that's why I, I just find it hard to support him, but... Like, uh, it's like, why are you trying to deflect from the result or deflect from your tactics or deflect how you got it wrong once again? Uh, but credit to United, though. I, I mean, they're, they're continuously showing why they're up there in the table and they gave the work to them. Um, and as for Another Tottenham, revenge for this weekend. Yeah, and, and revenge for that first scoreline, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, good result for United. And uh, like I said, my favorite thing was that Greenwood scored. It's been been a while, but I think you know, in in the right capacity, he can make an, an impact on that team. Yeah, um, Cavani though, man, another guy that showed up. That dude got got body. That dude uh, sweats the sh- sweats that badge, man. No matter who he's playing for. Yeah, I do. I do know that there was a lot of talk that he wants to go back to South America to play to, I guess, probably retire. Yeah, fair enough. But man, that that dude puts in a shift every time. Yeah, he's a guy that loves the game and and performs no matter like you said no matter what jersey he's wearing. He's just so uh he's a he can be applicable at, on any type of team really, you know, I feel. He yeah, every team a needs a striker like that and obviously he's good at finishing. Yes, sir. But I also feel like Greenwood's learning from him too. Yeah. He yeah, gave he gave some some shit to uh Greenwood earlier in the season. <laughs> but anyway, uh yeah, ta- Manchester United beat Tottenham uh, 3 to 1. United more or less cementing their place as second. Um, they're still 11 behind City, so I don't know if there's any realistic expectation that anybody could have. Well, that man, they can if catch City them. lose like two or three in a row, I mean, <laughs> nay, it's possible. Sure. It's, it's possible, but even, but they can lose three in a row and they're still up. Yeah. And, and if United win those games, they're still up by two points. I don't want to hear it. Uh, don't give me hope. Don't do that. And... <laughs> uh, United are uh, seven points ahead of uh, third place. Well, that's good. They'll retain that, yeah. So, yeah, there's, it is what it is. And uh, United uh, next season better gun for higher than that. Mm. Although they're, they're a title contender, technically speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think they're um, they're well enough in, in the point range to be considered that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but... Yeah, I mean, more importantly, they'll be in the Champions League again, where, where I think they belong, given the some of the talent they have on that team. It oh, just, for sure. It doesn't seem right to see Bruno playing in, with the Europa League badge on his right arm. Yeah. It's not it's not who he is, man. Um, but yeah, man, a good result for United. And the next match, United... Bruno, who, by the way, yeah. has uh, 87 chances created this season. The uh, most in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. 
by a, by a decent amount. Yeah. How is Jack How is Jack Grealish in second with being injured the last I don't know month and a half? It just I think that also is very telling of how uh, not one dimensional, but how how a team, reliant yeah reliant a team is on a player. Mm-hmm. But I mean that's nothing but good praise for the player that is there, and that's Grealish and, and Bruno for me are some of the two of the best midfielders in the league. Up there with like De Bruyne, you know, Gundogan, and uh, I think those are like the top four midfielders for me that I just mentioned there. I mean, I guess you can throw in like if you want, if you like defensive midfielders, I think Hoisberg is a good shout. Susek is up there too, but I mean, these are all guys that I think are super good, and it's nice to see them ball out every week. Where's Granite Shaka? Ah, shit, man, Granite Shaka, man, what a guy. Yeah, and then uh, next up is Sheffield hosting Arsenal. Go Arsenal. on, Arsenal. 3-0. 3-0. Clean sheet against the worst team in the league. Good on them. Good on them. <laughs> Good on them. Uh, yeah, well, they're in the top half now, man. They're what, sitting at like eighth right now? Ninth. Ninth. Oh, not bad, not bad. Yeah, um, but anyway, not much to say there. I mean, we can't Expected. Really, Good yeah. brace for Lacazette, you know, to get his confidence. Martinelli, going. first goal in about a year or so. Yeah, it's been ages. And then West Brom giving the business to Southampton, 3-0. to zero. Good Lord. Kellen Robinson with his goal, Matias Pereira. I don't know, man. <laughs> the The great escape seems a lot more likely now. It's two big wins in a row. Yeah. Eight man. goals scored. Yeah. So, I don't know. And then Brighton hosting Everton. Nil-nil. Disappointing, man. Like you said, you can't you can't rely on fucking Everton, man. You can't bet mm-hmm. on that team. I, I'll never bet on that team again. Uh, so, moving on to the preview for this week. We'll run by this one a little quick. Yeah. Everton hosting Tottenham. Fucking nil. Uh, uh, I'll take Tottenham. I'll take Tottenham. I'll up. take a draw. Three I'll, to two. I'll take a one-one draw. Mm. I don't know, man. Tottenham. They, Tottenham, Everton. Both teams don't convince me, man. Newcastle hosting West Ham. Shit, that's low-key a good match. Um, I'll still take West Ham to win two to zero. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they'll win two to zero too. Wolves hosting Sheffield United. Um, Wolves, um, another three nil. Whoa. Yeah, against uh, Sheffield. Yeah, I'll take like a 1-0 win. You know what? I'll, I'll get Podente to get on the board on this one. Yeah, now that Pedro To trick everybody out. into thinking he's really good. Yeah, he's a good player, man. Uh, Southampton versus Crystal Palace is canceled. Arsenal hosting Fulham. I don't see Fulham winning that one, man. I think, I think Arsenal has another three goals. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll win that. I'll, I'll say 2-0 for them. There's going to be some implications in this. Two London squads, you know, hashing it out. But, and then uh, Burnley versus Manchester United. Manchester United's at home. I'll say 2-1 United. But I, I could definitely see Burnley making it very hard for them. You know, it's just like these are the teams that United, for some reason, tend to struggle against. But, uh, no, that, that makes sense, yeah. yeah. And I'll take Manchester United, 3-0. to zero. Leeds hosting Liverpool. 
I'll take uh, a draw, two-two draw. Not bad. I'll take that. Why not? I'll take that to continue the chaotic neutral that Leeds is this season. And then Tuesday, uh, Chelsea hosting Brighton. Go on, Chelsea. Smack them. Yeah. Two zero. Two what? Okay. I'll take that. that. And then on Wednesday, uh, Tottenham hosting Southampton. Uh, I'll take another Tottenham win. um, Three to zero. I'll take Tottenham, yeah. Two to one. And then Aston Villa hosting Manchester City. Yeah, I'll take City. City. Two zero. Two zero. And is that the game that they mathematically win the league? Actually, I don't have that off the top of my head, man. I really don't know. For sure, it'll it'll drive them closer, right? But I, I really don't know the mathematics because ever since they lost and United's been winning, it's kind of like extending that. But yeah, it's coming up for sure. I guess it'll entirely depend on if United win too, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. So that's uh that's the uh, match uh, review or preview review, but there is a FA Cup um this weekend saturday uh, chelsea hosts manchester city um that's a pretty big one yeah i'll take a uh, city uh two to one i mean i'm sorry chelsea two to one yeah i'll take chelsea two to one as well really nah fuck no wow man, man. smacking that ass okay. two nil yeah <laughs> weak ass team i'm sorry man just just be glad you're still in the champions league but nah we're gonna smack bro i'm sorry not bad. Yes. Not bad. Two 0 man. Well, that's, that's your team, man. You have to. You have to predict that. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I mean, if I that's believe... why I was, re- I was like, I raised my eyebrows. I was like, damn, this dude. Nah, if if I really believe in the quad, I gotta believe in it fully. You know, if there's a cup that I'd rather lose, it'd be the this one or the Carabao. But I, I think we can win them all. So yeah, I'll, I'll go. Well, ahead. the Carabao is. It's because we're already in the final in the Carabao, so it's like I fuck. Guess. We're almost there. Yeah, you know? I guess. Yeah. All right then. Uh, uh, Leicester hosting Southampton. Yeah, Leicester should make it through. Man, yeah. It's going to go to penalties, that one, I think. <laughs> Seriously, man. I, could, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I see that going to fucking penalties. Um, And then I'll take Leicester in that, I guess. So let's just run through the... Uh, through the Spanish League, and then we'll, I guess, call it a night. Uh, Wethka versus Elche. Wethka wins three to one. Nothing significant there. I'm not interested in that. Getafe right. uh, host, hosting Cadiz for uh, for a one to zero loss. Man, that one was pretty significant. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, it was an own goal, but credit to Cadiz. The the racist. Ah, just kidding. <laughs> credit to them. Good good result. In the next match, we had 0-0 Atletico Bilbao against Alaves. Another kind of surprise. I expected Atletico to win that. Bilbao, I should say. Uh, following match, A-bar against Levante. A bit surprised, but Levante pulls through with the win. Uh, stop its time goal in the first half. Uh, and obviously, we already touched on it, so we don't got to do too much of a review, but... A, Probably the most enter- entertaining match of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, El Clasico where Real Madrid win 2-0. 2 what? Two, I mean, sorry, 2-1. I said 2-0. <laughs> uh, it, it felt like a 2-0 in, in the beginning, but uh, we didn't touch on this, but get in, Oscar Mingueza. <laughs> Qué jugadorazo, eh? Fucking bum. Uh, but he has colored eyes and long hair, and 
He looks like he belongs on a beach as a surfer. Yeah, and he can do that. But he can also uh, fuck off. Whoa. He's not Barcelona level. Barcelona level. It's just like the casuals who were just watching because it's El Clasico. They, they really think this guy's something now. So. Probably. Yeah. yeah, so. Well. Did uh, Serginho Dust get off a little too easy? He got eaten up pretty badly between uh, that uh, Ferland Mendy and uh, Benicia Sandwich. Mm, I feel like it was more of a tactical issue with the way Coleman set out in the first half. He thought he was pep. He thought he uh, was so clever with his fucking tactics. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck he was doing, man. That nah, that really could have decided the he match, could, honestly. Maybe. Yeah, but uh, yeah, mm, you know, good result for Madrid. Yeah. Obviously, we already reviewed that kind mm-hmm. of. But uh, yeah, next match was Villarreal against Osasuna. Uh, good result for Osasuna. They went two one against Villarreal. Uh, following match, a very competitive one, two two Sociedad Valencia. Uh, Alexander Izak getting his goal, probably the most notable player that scored. Um, and, and yeah, you know that's those are two teams that are not too far off. Although you kind of expect a little better from Sociedad, but sure, fair enough. Um, the following match, Granada against Valladolid, uh, and good result for for Granada, two one. And then Betis against Atletico. I watched this game in in its entirety because obviously it has more significance now that. Madrid won, or that either team won, really. I was hoping for a draw in Classico, but Madrid won, and, and um, yeah, man. Uh, Atletico really needs Suarez, man, because if that's not happening and they're depending on Correa, then there's not a lot of good things that are going to happen, man. So, uh, you know, good result for Betis, El Ingeniero, giving a, a little A to his former club, Real Madrid. And, uh, yeah, man, Uh Damn, that was so long ago, too. Yeah, yeah, man. That was before he joined City, you know? That's crazy. But uh, let's see. The following match, uh, Celta Vigo against Sevilla that we were just watching now. Really entertaining match. A lot of goals. 4-3 to three Sevilla. These are the kind of games I love. And, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of talent scoring there. You know, Bryce Mendes, who's still kind of like a young prospect. Uh, who got his goal in? Obviously, Iago Aspas, who pretty much gets most of the the goals for Celta, and then you know Sevilla, Joel Skunde getting his first goal in a while, one of the hotter uh, center back prospects in in La Liga, in all of Europe. Yeah, you could even say all of Europe, and and yeah, uh, Papu Gomez also getting his goal. Fernando, the former City man, and Rakitic, the best Croatian midfielder in La Liga. <laughs> uh, I. Uh, you mean the best, the best player na- not named Samuel uh, Virjalko? Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's it for all the La Liga games. I guess we can give a quick prediction. Yeah, um, not a whole lot of La Liga next week. Just one very packed game. Uh, game day, uh, Sunday. Osasuna versus Elche. Um, we don't care. <laughs> nil nil. Yeah. And then uh, Real Sociedad versus uh, Sevilla. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'll take Sevilla 3-1. Uh, to one. Yeah, I'll take Sevilla as well. I'll take them 2-0. Alavet versus Huetca. Um, again, we don't care. 0-0. 1-1, 2-2, 3-3. Nil, nil. One, one, two, two, three, three. Don't care. Whoa. Uh, Atletico versus Eibar. Uh, man, they got to they gotta get their shit together, right? Yeah. Because it looks can... like Eibar is uh, going down. Yeah, they should win that, man. No, yeah. no, we fans are. A bars and dead last. That sucks, man. Whatever. 
Cadiz versus Celta Vigo. Damn, that's a tough one. Uh, Celta Vigo, two by Iago Azpas for, for a 2 0 win. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, Betis versus Valencia. Uh, Betis. Real Betis. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Betis. Yeah, yeah. And then Getafe hosting Real Madrid. Ah, oh, man. This is one that Real Madrid just doesn't get up for. But I'll, I'll still take us. Wait, hold on. Getafe is in 15th. I'll still take us 2-1. to one. That's the kind of score that we win those games. Yeah, I'll take Madrid as well. 1-0. And then Levante versus Villarreal. I'll take Villarreal. Dang. And then they turn around and play again on Wednesday. It's two days later. Or three days. Uh, Levante versus Tevilla. I'll take uh, Sevilla. Sevilla, Sevilla, Sevilla. Osasuna versus Valencia. Valencia. 1-0. And then Betis versus uh, Athletic Bilbao. I got a tie for that one. I got two twos. Okay. And then Villarreal, I'm sorry, yeah, Villarreal versus Alavez. And I'll take a draw as well, 1-1. Dang, not bad. I'll take Villarreal on that one, though. Yeah, 1-0. Not a bad shot. Elche versus Valladolid. Oh, God. Nil-nil. 1-1 for me. <laughs> and then uh, Cadiz versus Real Madrid. Oh, I think, uh, I they think gave Madrid, us the business this yeah, season. But, I think uh, Madrid dropped points here, but not losing, I think they tie. I think 2-0. All right, so that's our review and preview of La Liga. I think that's everything for for today, right? Anything else that you need to get off your chest? No, no, I think uh, we covered all bases there, man. Uh, Up the fucking blues? Oh, yeah, certainly, man. Great result today. I didn't really feel like we talked too much about the City Dortmund game. Oh, we didn't. You're right. Yeah. Any any parting thoughts on that? I just wanted to gloss over Phil Foden, man. What a game, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a game, man. One of my favorite players to watch currently. And he had a nice little wonder strike from outside the box to really, uh, you know, push us through. Um, obviously, Mares's penalty was key that he scored. But I think Foden, um, you know, what he's done for the club this year in the absence of Aguero has been massive. And if he continues down this trajectory for the next years, he's going to for sure cement himself as a legend for City. Obviously, very early, but I any, love the way he plays. Yeah. Any word on Holland missing his shooting boots in the last, I don't know, month and a half or so? Mm, no, I don't think it's been a month and a half. And I think even when he's not scoring, he's assisting at least. I think, you know, we can't get wrapped up in just the goals. I know he's a forward, but even if he doesn't score for the rest of the year, he has a better goal tallies than most players can boast in, in all of football. So... How long before you're able to kind of uh, start critiquing him or start getting... Because uh, a, a striker has to score regardless. Yeah. Right? Strikers have to put the ball in the net. Mm-hmm. So how long are you going to... Are you willing to give him a pass? I'm willing before? to give him a pass until next season because the so stats he, he has until this day are, weren't more than more goals than he should have scored this season in my opinion. So I think if he has a downward slope, it's more because of the, the state of where the team is at. Let's not forget this is a sixth-place team in the Bundesliga, and they're not that great. I mean, they're nice. They're okay. But um, I, I think he's he's doing quite all right where he's at, you know. Hmm. I mean, even if he doesn't score for the rest of the season, I'm not going to hold that's, that against That's him. another, you know, six, seven, eight, nine games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's even a long he, time to not score. 
Yeah, but you know, it was a long time how often he was scoring too. So I I think we got to take the good with the good and the bad with the bad. Yeah, like he he's he scored in bunches. Um, I mean, as I feel, now, I feel like I I feel like a striker, if he doesn't score for you know. I don't know, maybe two, three games. That's that's a rut. So for for it to be extending onto, I think five or six now. That's. I mean, Benzema was like what nine games without scoring, you know, and and I don't feel like we kept that same energy towards him. I'm when, not gonna say he's that? a bad striker, but uh, before scoring against uh, Barcelona, I I don't really remember him scoring much. Bar Barcelona, this past week. Yeah, before that, like I'm saying, he hadn't really scored much leading up to that game. He he was like on a. Seven or eight game streak. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought he was on a seven or eight game streak of not scoring. But I mean, like we don't. We I feel like we're not keeping that same energy with a lot of strikers because there's a lot of strikers that go three games. Without well, how many scoring. are worth two hundred million? Well, how many are are twenty years old? You know, well, I I think we're, we're we're looking at his at, at how he's projected, right? And that's my point that he can he doesn't have to score for the rest of the season, and he already has more goals than most strikers in the world. You know, and that's just. That's just the facts. But I, I get it. You know, he may be in a bad moment, but so is his team as a whole. You know, I think to pin it on just him. Is oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm not doing that at all. Yeah. It's just. Uh, he's in a rut. I'm not saying he's shit, obviously. But uh, five, six games without scoring, it's. I don't know. I'd, I'd be. I'd be uh, frustrated as a fan. I'm, um, I'm not really arsed. I'm um, a fan of his. I'm a big fan of his, and I'm I'm like okay, that's that's not a big issue. I just it, now now like at, at first it was like you can't expect him to score every game, and I'm like yeah, I get that. And now that mm -hmm. he's not scoring, now I, I I'm not gonna overreact either, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. To, but to be a fan of his, and let's say he doesn't he doesn't score for the rest of the season, which I, I don't know how many games are left in in the German league. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's fucking say, let's say six games. That's that's at least ten games in a row without scoring. That's pretty bad. I know it's not going to happen. No, I, I don't. He's I probably going to go off for like fucking three. I don't agree with that because even if he hasn't scored, he has assisted and he still contributed. You know, but I mean, I get it. Like if if goals is all we're looking at, then you as know, a striker, I think one aspect of the game, yeah. But I mean, to say that he's bad just because of that, I mean, it's. Oh I'm, no, I'm not saying that. Anyway, um, Dortmund, uh, I don't know. They got outplayed. They're inexperienced. They try to park it, but they just, like you said, they weren't good enough to, to actually be able to execute that for the rest of, uh, was it 75, 70 minutes? Yeah, I mean, they were trying, and they almost got away with it had it not been for a handball that was called, thankfully, because yeah. a lot of times they don't give us those calls in the Champions League. Uh, but yeah, they thankfully they called it, and yeah, we moved on from there. I thought we always deserved to go through against that team. People will bring up the Jude Bellingham call or whatever, but I mean, through both games, we created more, we possessed more, and and yeah, I, I thought you know the right team went through. Yeah, I mean, obviously the better one. Um, but yeah, we kind of got sidetracked there. Um, anything else that we need to discuss for the? Uh... Before we end this shit? No, no. I think, I mean, unless you have anything in mind. Uh, No, no. I don't think so. like that haircut. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Bottled Soccer Talk number 43. 
Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Take care of your mantles. Take care of your chickens. And we'll see you next time for number 44. Yes, sir.